Hello there. Welcome to the teaching. I am Dr. Ruth. I am excited you are with me today as we continue with our teaching in the New Testament. We are in the Gospel of Matthew, and today we'll pick it up in Matthew chapter 7 as we continue the Lord's teaching called the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. Today in Matthew chapter 7, we will learn, by the way, Matthew chapter 7 is the last chapter pertaining to the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. So what is the gist of this chapter? In this chapter, the Lord will teach us how not to judge people incorrectly. The Lord will also teach us about two types of gates leading into eternity, the wide and the narrow gates. And the Lord will teach us about true and false prophets and true and false disciples or followers. And then the Lord will wrap up this chapter by teaching us about building our lives around the Word of God. So there is a lot we will learn here from the Lord in this chapter. So I am really, really excited. So before I get into the first few verses, the first few verses will really focus on the teaching on judging others. Before I get into these verses, I want to lay the foundation, so to speak, about judging others. It is important for you to understand that the Lord is teaching against certain types of judgments that we should avoid. For example, the Lord is teaching us not to judge others unto condemnation. You know why? Because only God reserves the right or only God has the right to judge anyone unto condemnation because only God sees the heart perfectly. Only God has 100% insight into our hearts and our intentions. So we should not evaluate people based on outward appearances and judge them because we don't really know people's thoughts 100% of the time. So the Lord is teaching us to avoid such judgments. Number two, the Lord is teaching us to avoid hypocritical judgment. So you may be wondering what I mean by being hypocritical. A person who is hypocritical is a person who incorrectly believes or they give the outward appearance that their ways of doing things or their standards are higher and or better than others. In other words, they are saying one thing and they are not doing it. They are preaching one thing and they are not practicing it. As such, they are condemning others and they themselves are not practicing what they are condemning others about. 
In other words, the Lord is teaching us not to be hypocrites. Okay? And one thing you have to keep in mind is, is that when people judge others based on outward appearances and, and they are hypocritical, what they are really trying to do is to put others down so they can make themselves look good. And the Lord is teaching against that. Nonetheless, before I get into these verses, I need to say this. Because this teaching on judgment by the Lord, especially the first verse, as we will soon find out, is a very, very popular verse among the unbelievers. They are so quick to tell you, don't judge me. Okay? This verse is also very popular among carnal Christians or Christians who are practicing and living in sin. They are so quick to say, don't judge me. But I need to highlight that as Christians, the Lord teaches us and the epistles, for example, in the Gospel of John 7.24, that we should make a righteous judgment. What is a righteous judgment? A righteous judgment is when you make an evaluation based on the word of God. Okay? And Galatians 6 right away tells us that when we see a brethren or a brother or sister in Christ practicing sin, living incorrectly, we should in love correct them and rebuke them and point them back into the straight way of living. So we are called as Christians to make righteous judgment. It is very appropriate for us to see a fellow brother or sister living inconsistent to the faith, living a lie, and correct them. That is not what the Lord is talking about. That is not considered judgment. Okay, just recently I, I had an example where I was dealing with someone who was just struggling with an issue in their life. And they would say they are trusting and believing God for a good outcome, but in the same breath, they would exude fear. They were highly anxious. You could see and sense fear and anxiety in the person's eyes and mannerisms. And I quickly corrected that person. I said, listen, you are saying that you are trusting God, but yet in the same breath, the words coming out of your mouth are not consistent with true Bible faith and trust in God. And you are just fearful. You are very anxious. And I went on to tell them that, it is necessary that you truly spend time in the presence of God and be calmed because the way you are going about this, this is not going to yield the kind of result that you want. And this person got upset. And you know what they told me? Right away, she said, well, you are judging me. <laughs> oh, boy. Again, I had to correct them that, no, I am not judging you. 
I am making a righteous evaluation, a righteous judgment to correct you. So I say that to really bring to the forefront that we should not shy away from correcting people because the people who are humble and who are open to taking that correction are the ones who will grow, who will grow and really benefit from a fruitful life with the Lord. So it is necessary that we make righteous judgment, not condemn people unto hell. So with that background, let me get into these verses. Hello, friends. This is Dr. Ruth here. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to share with you our ministry offer that is available to you as a donation to this ministry throughout my teachings out of the Gospels. So, I have two resources that I know will bless you tremendously because these two books have blessed hundreds of people. So, the two books all have to do with the ministry of Jesus Christ. So, the first one is titled, Who is the Real Jesus? And the second one is titled, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? So for a ministry donation of $50 or more, this includes shipping and handling. If you live here in the USA, we will mail these two books to you today. Okay, it will provide added clarity, added teaching about the Gospels, the ministry of Jesus, the work of Christ. These are phenomenal resources that would add into the teaching here I'm doing in the Gospels and, and help you to really have a deeper revelation and walk with the Lord. So again, this comes to us as a donation and we thank you in advance for considering that. Again, the books are Who is the Real Jesus? And the other one is Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? For a ministry donation of $50 or more if you live in the USA. But if you cannot afford both books and you just want one, it's okay too. We thank you for your donation. So who is the real Jesus for a donation of $25 or more, including shipping and handling? And then the other book, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus, would be $35, including shipping and handling. We will mail these books to you today. The advantage of getting both books is that you would save $10, okay? So again, this ministry offer is only available for those who live within the USA because we cannot ship overseas. But if you live overseas and you're listening to me, you can get these books from Amazon. So here is how you can donate through us directly to get this book as a ministry offer. Our safe and secure website is drruthtanyi.org slash donate. Again, drruthtanyi.org slash donate. And then uh, if you live in the USA, we also receive donations through Zelle. And here's the telephone number for Zelle. 909-501-9031. Again, 909-501-9031. 9031 and then we also accept donations through cash app and the name there is the dollar sign dr ruth tanya 
or if you just want to bless us with it, a one-time donation to help us produce more teachings like this and pay for studio time, we thank you abundantly uh, from the bottom of our hearts. And God says thank you. And God is so faithful that he will bless you back abundantly, exceedingly. So I want to thank you in advance for purchasing this additional ministry resources to help you to gain a better revelation of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you. Here is the teaching. Matthew chapter 7 verse 1. Do not judge or you too will be judged. This is the Lord Jesus speaking. Right away, he says, do not judge or you too will be judged. Again, the type of judgment here is being hypocritical, judgment unto condemnation, telling someone they're going to go to hell and you don't even know their heart, and judging to put people down. The Lord says, don't do that. Verse 2, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Again, don't judge others' intentions because you don't know people's hearts. Be careful to only make a righteous judgment. And, and a lot of times when people are being hypocritical and putting others down and condemning others that they will go to hell without even evaluating or asking questions, you know what that is really? People who quickly judge others, they are exuding or they are manifesting an area in their own life that they are struggling with. In other words, there are people who will quickly condemn, say as an example, a homosexual. Mm -hmm. They would be quick to say all homosexuals are going to end up in hell. But they themselves, they are having premarital sex. They themselves, they are having issues with pornography or they are having issues with sexual immorality or sexual lust that they are struggling to overcome. So you know what they do? They, they would lash out at others who are obviously practicing sexual immorality. And they incorrectly believe that when they do that, i.e. when they judge others, that would take away their guilty feeling or that would assuage their conscience, make them feel a little better. Friend, let me tell you, it doesn't work. We cannot really project. Psychology, call it projection. We cannot pro project to others what we ourselves are struggling that's really what judgment does. It makes other people look bad and it makes you, incorrectly, you think it makes you look better because you are hiding something <laughs> in your own life that you are unable to overcome. So we have to be careful. Okay, verse 3, the Lord continues, Why do you look at the speck? of sawdust in your brother's eye and paid no attention to the plank in your own eyes. So true. 
Why are you condemning and being so hypocritical about all the homosexuals are going to end up in hell, but then you yourself, you are struggling with pornography. Sin is sin. Now, I am not saying homosexuality is approved. No, it is wrong. It is incorrect. It is ungodly. And we have to really help homosexuals to see that that is not how God created them. All I am saying is really what the Lord is saying. If you yourself, you are dealing with sexual immoralities in your life, don't judge others and, and condemn them when you yourself, you have your own issues. <laughs> Moving on here, verse 4. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? Verse 5, you hypocrite, you see? First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So true. When we are able, this is somebody who is hypocritical. The Lord said it right there in verse 5. You hypocrite. Remember the definition of being hypocritical? Mm -hmm. Giving the impression that you are holy and you are not. Giving the impression that you are better than somebody, but you yourself, you are struggling with the same sin you are judging somebody else. That is what the Lord Jesus is saying here. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So true, because when you deal with your own sin, you will be able to have compassion, love, and grace to understand what somebody else is dealing with. If you acknowledge inwardly that you are struggling with a similar issue, and if you have received the grace of God to overcome, then you will have compassion towards somebody else who is struggling with a similar issue. Then you won't be judgmental. Because you would have a better understanding how difficult it is to overcome certain sins. In essence, the Lord is telling us to evaluate ourselves. Do some self-evaluation before you quickly condemn somebody. Like I said earlier, homosexuality as an example is wrong. But we don't need to tell people they're going to go to hell. That is not our job. Our job is to have compassion to gently correct and teach people that this lifestyle is not good, it's not pleasing to the Lord. It's only th through love and compassion can people listen to us, not being judgmental. That's really what the Lord is teaching us. We have to evaluate ourselves and not be hypocrites. Okay? And he went on to uh, verse 6 there to say, Do not give dogs... What is uh, sacred, do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So true. The principle here is that we should have spiritual discernment, especially when it comes to preaching the gospel, teaching others the word of God, because you don't want to waste your effort waste your time trying to teach or correct somebody 
who is not willing and does not want to learn or accept that they are wrong. Okay? And in just to give you perspective, in the uh, Mosaic law, the Old Testament law, pigs were considered unclean and dirty. So the Lord is teaching that when you throw your pearls to pigs, pearls meaning that you 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 take the time, invest in somebody's life, teaching them the good news of Jesus Christ, teaching them how to live correctly, they won't appreciate it. Pigs are considered dirty animals who don't care to be clean. So we have to be careful and have spiritual discernment how we use our time and how we invest in people's lives. I have an example to this effect. About a couple of years ago, I was at the car wash and I ran into an old schoolmate. We were never friends, but I knew this person when I was uh, in school. And this person came to me, oh, how are you doing? Um, we know just some little talk here and there and was asking me what I was up to. And I was sharing to the person how I am in full-time ministry. I still see patients as a doctor and... I was telling the person how I'm excited because one of my books just got released. Can I trust the Bible as God's word? When I said that, his eyes just popped wide and open with interest. And and he is like, oh my goodness, how do I get this book? I'm, I'm very interested. And I said, oh, you can get it through our ministry. And then just in the course of our conversation, I asked him, I said, who is the Lord Jesus to you? And he went on to tell me that, well, I believe in Jesus and and the whole thing about the Bible, I'm not sure. But the way he was saying that, I got a, I got a sense that hmm, he didn't really believe in the Bible as God's word. And he wasn't comfortable or secured in his relationship with the Lord. And and I said, oh, um, if you want, we can talk more about this. Because my car was ready, was washed, and they called me to go pick up my car. I said, but do, do you want to talk more about this? He said, oh, well, I have to be somewhere right now, but how about if we meet on Sunday? I said, sure. So we had an appointment to meet on Sunday after church. So we met. And within, by the way, before we um, met, he had purchased my book, read through the entire book. And when we met, the first thing he said, he was impressed. The book was well written. It had a lot of great information. He learned a lot and he went on and on. And then as he continued to speak, I could sense that even though he is saying that the book was helpful, he did not believe still in the Bible. And he went on for like 30 minutes to just... um rip apart the Bible. It was written by man. I don't trust it. What about all those other religious books? On and on. And I did my best to explain to this guy that, listen, the Bible is the only true, inspired, infallible word of God. And I I started to sense within like 15 minutes into the discussion that he was not ready to listen to me, that he was not interested in even receiving what I was about to say, yet he claimed he had read the book and he just kept going on and on. He was just out to destroy the Bible. And 
I was getting frustrated. And after about 30 minutes just listening to him, I said, listen, you are not ready and you are not interested in listening to what I want to say. You just want to argue. I said, I'm not going to argue with you. And I had to tell him, I said, if you don't sit quiet and allow me to talk, I will leave. And then he sat quiet for a few minutes and then he would interject. He would interrupt me and he would not give me the opportunity to, to educate him. And I quickly sense this scripture, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. The Holy Spirit brought these scriptures to my remembrance. I just at that moment realized that this guy is out to argue and I'm not going to argue with him. And after like 45 minutes, I said, listen, friend, I really have to go because you are not ready to allow me to talk. You claim to have read my book. You wanted to meet, but you want to argue and I'm not going to argue about God's word. So I'm going to leave when you're ready. Call me. And I walked away. And as I was driving home, the Lord kept telling me, you know what the Lord told me? I should have walked away within the first 10 to 15 minutes after I discerned that this gentleman wasn't ready. You see, that is a principle here. There are people who would give the impression that they are interested about the things of God. They would come to you and ask questions. But you know what? They are really not interested. They, their primary motive is to tear you down, attack you, get you into an argument. Friend, the Lord Jesus is saying right here, do not waste your time to argue with people like that. Honestly, pray for them and walk away. So that was the biggest lesson that I learned. And uh, I hope you can really discern when people come to you with all this uh Bible questions to discern if their hearts are open, if they really want to learn, or if they want to argue. Don't waste your time. Don't invest your energies arguing with anyone who is not ready to receive. And what I have learned from this experience, when people call me or they ask me these questions, I would always ask them, why do you ask? You see, isn't that what Jesus did? Jesus always asked people questions following their question. I would ask people, why do you ask? What difference will it make? So we have to use spiritual discernment, okay? Already then, I hope you received that. Moving on here to the next segment of the Lord's teaching, verses 7 through verse 12. This information is also found in Luke 11, 9 through 13. And by the way, the information I just went over pertaining to judging others can be found in Luke 6, uh, 41 and uh, 42. Specifically, Luke 6, 41 through 49, you will find uh, similar information there. Okay, coming here now to verse 7. Verse 7 all the way to... Verse 12, the Lord is going to teach us about asking, seeking, and knocking at heaven's gate. Okay? So, in verse 7, the Lord teaches, Ask, and it will be given to you. 
seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened. These are three imperatives given by the Lord for us as his followers, and they imply a continuous asking and a continuous seeking and a continuous knocking. And again, the epistles, especially First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, teaches us that we should continuously be in prayer. Okay, so it's the same principle here. Verse 8, for everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks find, and to the one who knocks the door will be open. So true. God answers prayers. So we should never quit asking, seeking, and knocking. The more we ask, the more we seek, the more we knock, the more we get better revelation about the nature of God, the more we get more clarity, more understanding, more discernment about the things of God. So we have to keep seeking and knocking to be able to comprehend the nature of God. So we go to verse 9. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? So true. Really. Verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Let me pause there. So true. Let's go back to uh, verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, the Lord is not saying that you are of the devil or you are, you are an evil person. Really, what the Lord is teaching here in context is that if you, a mere human being, an imperfect person, if you know how to bless your own earthly children with good gifts, if your own earthly children ask you for bread, you will give them bread, right? You will not give them something else, right? If your own earthly children ask you for a fish, you will not give them something else, right? If your own earthly children ask you for Say, $20, you won't refuse, right? Especially if you can afford it. And then Jesus is saying, how much more your heavenly father, who is a good God, he will not withhold any good thing from you. So true. And James tells us in James 1.17 that all good things come from God. So what the Lord Jesus is teaching us in context here, we should pray, we should seek, we should knock, because God, our good Father, is so willing to bless us with good things as we seek him, all right? And to reveal more of himself to us as we seek him. So we should not stop seeking God. We, we should not be discouraged when we are seeking God and we are not seeing the manifestation or manifestations of our prayers. We should not give up. God is patient. We should be patient. And in our born-again spirit, we have patience as the fruit of the spirit anyway. So we, sh we should at least 
manifest some patience in seeking God because God is a good God and he answers our prayers in ways that we would never imagine. So we should not give up. All right. So that is the um, uh, principle there. And then the last verse there in this section, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So true. Again, if you put this in context, bless others as you want God to bless you. Give to others as you want God to give to you. I mean, in a bigger picture here, this is called the golden rule. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. In essence, the Lord Jesus is teaching about walking in active love and mercy towards others. None of us wants to be punished. None of us wants God to withhold anything from us. None of us wants to endure needless pain and suffering. So treat others in like manner. Love on one another. Whatever you don't want to happen to you, don't give it to somebody else. Whatever you want to happen in your life, give it to somebody else. So true. So true. Okay? Don't treat people poorly if you don't want to be treated poorly. This is so true. And it sums up the law and the prophets. The law meaning that the law of God and the prophets meaning that all the teachings of the uh, Old Testament prophets. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. Friend, are you being blessed yet? I'm trusting God you are being blessed and encouraged by his word because the word of God never returns void. So friend, as you are being blessed, would you please send me an email to just let me know how these teachings are blessing you, encouraging you, and transforming your lives? Here is our email address, info at drruthtani.org. Again, that is info, I-N-F-O, at drruthtani.org. And I personally read all the emails sent to me. So I look forward to hearing from you how these teachings are blessing you. It will really encourage me and my uh, staff here at the ministry to know that uh, the Lord is using this to transform your lives. And also check us out on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, Dr. Ruth uh, Tanyi uh, Ministries, and I have other teachings there. And also sign up for my e-newsletters. Just visit our website, drruthtanyi.org. Just scroll down. You will see a box that says subscribe uh, to our email list. Just enter the best email address there. You will be subscribed. And we do send out e-newsletters once, sometimes twice a month. And in those uh, newsletters, we have Bible teachings as well. Uh, so there are many ways that uh, you can receive Bible teachings from us. So please stay connected uh, with us and continue to listen to these uh, podcast teachings and grow in God's Word. <music>